Growing Up, our brand new resource for churches and parents is out now. Woohoo! With Sunday school sessions, training videos, podcast episodes for parents and one for the whole family. All there to help our children navigate the confusion, filter the messages they're surrounded by and hear God's good story. All our Growing Up resources point to the Heavenly Father who loves our children even more than we do and has the answer to their biggest questions about who they are and how to live. Together, as families and churches, we can support each other to start good conversations about bodies, gender and marriage so our children can grow up hearing God's good story. Head over to the website faithinkids.org and find out all the details about growing up. Hello, Jam here. For boring grown-up reasons, we have to have a new theme tune. Hope you like this one. Hello, this is Ed. This is the Faith in Kids podcast. You are so welcome. Wow, I feel very welcomed. And you, I think you were welcoming the audience rather than me, but I felt included in that I'm welcome. I'm pleased you do. Yeah, this is Jam, by the way. Hello. Hello, Jam. It's, it's lovely there is someone listening to this. It is. There must be. Uh, there must be one. Someone, okay. somewhere. Um, this is the Faith in Kids podcast, and we are looking at Day 20, Darkness and a Torn Curtain. In the Wonder of Easter book. If you don't understand what Day 20 means, mm. there's this book called The Wonder of Easter. And what is it? It's a, it's a series of family Bible times to get you so ready for Easter that you won't even notice you've got chocolate Easter eggs. Wow. You'll be so exploding with excitement. It'll be like, sorry, I've ordered these? Yeah. So this is Day 20. We're well on the way. We're closer to Easter than we are not Easter. Wow. And Jam, I've got a question for you. Send. Can you think of anything, Jam? You have two daughters. Yes. Can you think of a place that you don't take them to because you consider it dangerous? Oh. Or something you prevent I get, them... I get very nervous on slippery rocks on the coast. Okay. When we're on the beach, yeah. great sand, great. It's like a massive sand pit and I get to do the crossword. Yeah. So, Ed, you've got some fun facts about dangerous places. I have. I'm going to now give you, Jam, what I consider to be some of the most dangerous places I have managed to discover on the face of the earth. Wow. And I guess I'd like you to tell me, which one do you think, let's not joke, we're not going near there. Okay. Okay. Right. So here we go. Manaus in Brazil is located right on the banks of the Amazon. If you were to swim jump off the uh, the the pontoon okay. in Manaus, yeah. you would be swimming with anacondas, piranhas, spiders, electric eels and sharks. Mm. Piranhas could can eat you yeah. while you swim. While other animals are also eating you. Yes. Or, or yeah. doing a- other electric things Electric eels can zap you. Yeah. Sharks, big bite. Yeah. Anacondas, I think they probably wrap around and yeah, do bad yeah. things too. Okay. This is not a good place to be. No. Not a happy place. No. Yes. Kids, come away from there. That's it. Yeah. Okay. Cameroon's Lake Nyos mm-hmm. is an exploding lake. So it sits over a volcano. Right. And carbon dioxide, which is a gas that you can't breathe, but weirdly is in the air, bubbles up. 
And when there is an eruption of this carbon dioxide, every living thing that breathes suffocates. Right. Near that volcano. Okay. So the hotel nearby is not doing well. No, particularly the ground floor. Yeah. Don't get in the restaurant. No, no, that's right. They have to sound a klaxon to say, now is the time to put on the breathing apparatus. That's it. I'm not going to holiday there. And um, that one was in Cameroon. Yeah. In Tanzania. Yeah. Which, which I was going to say is nearby. I just don't know if it is. Let's not go Sorry, there. Sorry, that would be awful. Yeah. Yes. Um, North Tanzania's Lake Natron is naturally full of chemicals. The chemicals are so strong that it eats away your skin and your eyes if right. you were to go in there. Okay. Fun fact. Fun fact. Yeah. Sorry, are these not fun at all? No, no, they're good. Oh, okay, okay. The first two are gold. Okay. That third one is genuinely freaky. Okay. Next one, the Devaza gas crater in Turkmenistan. So it, it's a giant crater, yeah. like a, a hole. And out of it is coming methane, which is what you cook on if you have a gas cooker at home. Right. And 50 years ago, they decided, this is really dangerous, so let's just light the gas. Right. So for 50 years, this crater has been burning, just a huge hole full of fire. The strangest part of this fun fact, this is true, is it's really popular to go camping there. (laughs) Wow, is it? And and the problem is I don't know why. You cook your sausages on it. You don't need to light a fire. I don't know whether it's just like, is it just really warm? Cosy. Nicely But (laughs) But there is obviously the danger of being completely consumed in flames. Yeah. But you know, and I can't get over that. Some people like a bit of adventure. A hole full of fire. Yeah. Do you think that's on the side when people yeah. go camping? Yeah. My my final one is the Brazilian island of Ilha de Camada Grande, right. which is also called Snake Island. Oh, right. There, <laughs> I think I, I think I see what the danger might be here. There are so many venomous snakes living there that visitors are not allowed on the island. Right. They're apparently the golden lancehead viper. Right. Absolutely lethal. Right. So we've been thinking about dangerous places, Ed. Why? This jam mm. is a bit of the Bible that I that that sort of blows my mind. But we are looking at a part of the Bible today that talks about a place called the Holy of Holies, which was the very middle of the temple in Jerusalem. And the Bible teaches that if you were to have stepped into that room, bang, you'd die. And I find that an incredible idea, that there was a dangerous place that Mm. was just an open room, and just stepping foot in it meant death. Except there was a curtain in front of the open, in front of this room, and therefore imagine how you would feel if you were in the temple... And this curtain yeah. breaks in two. That's it. It would be like, we're going to jump into that flaming pit of fire. Yeah, it would. And uh, it's the ultimate, and it's also the ultimate, you know, wet paint. Yeah. You, you know, your dad brings you along yeah. and says, that curtain there, son. Yeah. If you go beyond that, yeah. you die. Yeah. You're thinking, that can't be right, dad. Yeah. Or There's... I'd like to test it. Yeah. Or yeah. what about, what if I put my hand through it, what yeah. happens then? Yeah. Does it drop off? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, And that's what we're looking at today, Jam. Exactly. And so therefore, uh, we can read the Bible. So this is a new segment called... Jam Reads the Bible. Here we go. Luke 23, verses 44 to 45. It was about noon, and the whole land became dark until three o'clock in the afternoon. There was no sun. The curtain in the temple was torn into two pieces. Now you've heard the reading, 
it's the moment to pull out the wonder of Easter. Wherever you are, whatever you're doing, pull it out. It's a book. It's a book. Written by you. Yes. Yeah. We're on page 69. Pull it out. There's some questions in there for every age group. Hmm. Is there anything, Jam, you sh- if you found yourself doing, you shouldn't pull it out? I would say if you f- if you are currently conducting an orchestra, yeah, that would probably not be a great. It wouldn't be dangerous, no, but I think it would be very frowned upon, yeah, by many musicians, yeah, and possibly an audience if you're at the Albert Hall particularly. But imagine if you're at the Albert Hall, five thousand people to do a family Bible time. That with. would be quite something. Wouldn't it would. It? Do you know what? Scratch that. Wherever you are, if you're conducting an orchestra, you should get it out. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And it's a short reading as well, so you can do the reading. You can. So no excuses. Take a risk. Take How a... badly can it go? Exactly. Off you go. Okay, still with us? We're now at the part of the show called... Ed's Got Questions. The questions I've got to ask you are this. What were the two things God did to show that Jesus' death was changing everything? What were the two things God did to show that Jesus' death was changing everything? And then the last question. God tore the curtain in the temple that had been blocking the way to his special room. What did God want everyone to understand? That's a hard question. You might need an adult. You might need to look that up. But see if you can find out. imagine being in Jerusalem at the temple at the sixth hour which is what we say in the passage about noon when there was darkness over the whole land and then can you imagine how you would have felt when the curtain temple was torn in two we can imagine that have a listen so today's the day Passover, I know, talk about busy. No, I mean, today's the day they're crucifying Jesus. They grabbed him last night, quick trial, and before you can say Caesarea Philippi, they find him guilty and bang him up, literally on a cross. Wow, so that's the end of him then? Yep. So, back to business as usual. Break's over. It's the sixth hour already. Yep. Come on, back to work. Do I have to? Yes! You're a priest in the temple of God, the Lord of hosts who dwells behind that curtain in the Holy of Holies. I was wondering about that curtain. Isn't it about time we changed it? Are you kidding me? That curtain cannot even be moved, touched or taken down. If anyone goes behind 
that curtain, except the high priest, once a year, after a lot of ceremonial washing, they'll be struck down, obliterated, fried, and toasted dead. Point taken. So, back to work. Just a few more minutes. No, come on. It's a great honour to be a priest in the temple. So, if you want to work here, you have to make some sacrifices. You're telling me. It's exhausting and messy. But that's what the law of Moses says. And we obey. So, chop chop. <laughs> Sorry. Right, uh, we should probably start with... Hang on. What's going on? What do you mean? Going dark. Oh, yeah. Sorry, I just thought it was me having another dizzy spell. I said I should have a longer break. Nope, it's definitely getting darker. Look outside. It's dark there, too. Dark looks across the whole land. At lunchtime? That's impossible. Where's the sun? Must be around here somewhere. What have you done with it? I haven't done anything with it. It looks like one of those, um, solar switch-off things. It is very dark. What do we do now? No idea. We could go outside to have a look. There's nothing to look at. True. Even so, maybe we should go and... Oh, oh. sorry. <laughs> oh, <laughs> sorry. Oh, um, didn't see that. It's okay. Oh, oh sorry, oh. I, um... Oh, that was me again. <laughs> Stand by this pillar. It's solid. Oh, no, that's still me. Oh, yes. <laughs> sorry, I thought so. It, it's just, um... What was that? It wasn't me. And it wasn't me. It sounds like the curtain to the Holy of Holies. It can't be. It's too thick. And it's too... Well, it it keeps God in. Isn't it more that it keeps us out because of our sin? But the curtain's been torn. So does this mean God's come out of there? Or are we meant to go in there? I'm not going in. But if you want to get fried and toasted, be my guest. You're right. Let's get out. The door must be this way. I think it's this way? I've completely lost my bearings. Well, we can't get it wrong or we'll end up in the Holy of Holies. As long as we stay well clear of God's golden throne, the mercy seat, with the two cherubims on top, then we'll be... Ow! It's gone in my eye. What is that? It feels like a metal wing. That'll be the cherubim's wing. That's done it. We're in the Holy of Holies. Maybe we're dead already. This is what death feels like. I thought it would feel more... Well, different. Less, well, less alive feeling. Unless we are still alive. Is that still possible? I feel quite alive. My head's still on. Unless that's not my head. (coughs) It's very dark. Wait. You don't think this has anything to do with that guy being crucified? Jesus? Maybe. And didn't he say something about tearing down the temple? Maybe we should go outside. It must be the other way. Oops. (laughs) Sorry. Didn't see that. Sorry. After (laughs) you. (laughs) No, no, after you. Ow! I'm okay. I think. Unless I'm dead. Which I'm not ruling out. Just to finish off, we've been thinking about the moment it went dark. Not much of a moment. It lasted three hours. And also the moment the curtain tore from top to bottom. This was God's huge signpost to say, it's done. You can come in, into my throne room. That is how close we can now be to God, even though 
We're not perfect. We're not right. We're still making mistakes every day. So in those moments of confusion and worry, what do you want to remember from today's story? What is the moment in today's story you think that's the thing to remember when all this seems baffling? We're just going to have a song that we really like from Awesome Cutlery, who we really like. And the song's called A Light and a Hammer. And it's about how God's word is a light and a hammer. If you want to find this album, you can take a look on awesomecutlery.com. I'm just going to pray to finish. Dear Father, thank you that Jesus' death changes everything. Thank you that everything is now different for us. We have been brought from being outside of your family into the very middle of your family. Thank you so much, Father, that Jesus did this at huge cost because he loves us. Amen. Thanks for listening. Speak to you next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Know the name of Jesus Christ that makes us new. Know the Son of God, the Word whose Word is true. Our King has spoken to us, so there is no place for pride. He gives hearts of flesh and changes us inside. So, Ed, you've got some fun facts for us. I feel so amateur. You know, I never know when you talk to me, whether you're just talking to me. Or whether this is recording. This is what we call a podcast. And yet the irony is, I'm probably going to include this at the very end. You look at me, and I never know whether that's just you're being an idiot, or yeah. you're now meant to say something. Yeah. Sorry, Jack. It's, it's, I'm it's, just going to blow my nose. I think you should. And weirdly, Huge Hole Full of Fire. I mean, that sounds like an album, doesn't it? Yeah. Doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
huge hole full of fire. If you've got a huge hole full of fire, it's not as good as their previous album. Okay, the strangest part of this like, fun flaming <laughs> forest that never goes out. <laughs> so, the, the, what do we say? Huge hole. <laughs> we'll take a moment. Is that what you say? Huge hole full of fire. Yeah. Why would you call an album that? Because that's kind of what albums are called. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.